Hello, welcome to today's podcast. We are talking about how to make a full-time income off of your personal brand and how to develop different revenue streams. It's not as hard as you might think. Get your cup of joe ready. We have a lot to talk about. Hello and welcome to the Morning Cup of Joe podcast, the ultimate podcast for content creators geared toward helping you find the creator within and turn passion into purpose. Today, I am so excited to announce that I have yet another guest. So far, we've been running all the episodes with guests. They've been fellow creators. They've been people that have added so much value to my audience and today is no different as we have a guest that goes by the name of Exploring with Cody. Uh, give it up for Mr. Cody Buffing- Buffington. Uh, he, he does amazing stuff, makes great YouTube videos, has a TV show. Um, th- honestly, I'll just let this guy introduce himself. Go ahead, Cody. Hey, yeah. How's it going, man? Um, yeah, so I've been I've been working on my personal brand now, exploring with Cody for the past five years, I'd say. And uh, just this past year, we did uh, three TV shows. Uh, we filmed three TV shows traveling around the world, um, 35 episodes each, and uh, they the last one just came out today, or uh, yeah, today, and so it's been pretty cool. It's been uh, it's been a journey building up my personal brand, and I guess part of the reason that I'm talking about it today, or you know, that was the kind of subject we we did, we decided we wanted to talk about, was because. Um, for me in the beginning, it was very hard to sustain my personal brand, especially with, um, my, my niche being like travel, you know, that's, I think one of the most expensive, you know, categories on YouTube and to be able to do that full time and have it your job, especially like early on when, you know, you're only getting a couple of views or a couple of thousand views, having those different streams, being able to make it this, you know, full-time business is a tough thing to do. And, you know, for, for the first maybe two and a half, three years, I struggled, you know, being able to um, do it full time. But, you know, after after I got a little more business savvy, I I decided to t- start taking it more seriously and uh, really buckle down and get more business savvy. So the past two years, you know, it's been my full time. Well, it's been my full time job the whole time, but I started actually going, you know, more positive in the in revenue. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. Honestly, uh, congratulations for everything. You've done amazing things, and I've been excited to see everything else. I was honestly yeah, really you, shocked. Of course, yeah. Um, I was really shocked to see that you just started over. Like, you've, you've spent all this time building up, and I get why. I, I do. You niche down. You target a new audience. You kind of leverage the audience you had before, but now it's more specific. Like, this is my um, personal kind of like what I've been gathering from this so far, watching the videos. And now you've got this new YouTube channel. You've got this new IG. And, I mean, it it worked out um, because now you're here, so that's really great. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I can't uh, complain. But it's been really cool to watch, man, like especially just because – I mean, you've done some crazy things. Uh, one thing you didn't mention is you attempted to eat the world's largest slice of pizza, too. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, man, I, I can't even remember how much. I I know you just destroyed it. Me, I don't know how much I ate, but that was like a, a huge piece of pizza we tried to eat. I think it's the biggest slice in the world, maybe, in New York, at uh, Yonkers, yeah. New York. 
It was like twenty dollars a slice too, and we ordered like four of them. <laughs> so that was yeah, quite the they, quite the challenge. It was, yeah, it was nuts. But not only was it nuts, it was so delicious, and it was just it was, that's yeah. so. Yeah, I brought that up for my audience just because that's how we originally met. Is we went to Yonkers, New York. So uh, I met up with Gabriel Desanti, and mm, yeah. we, we were we were yeah we were doing a video shoot or a photo and video shoot. And basically, he's like, do you want to go to Yonkers and eat the largest slice of pizza? And then it was me, you, Gabriel DeSanti, and was it Laura? Laura, yeah. What was, yeah. And she was from Turkey. I had known just a little bit of Turkish. And so uh, that was interesting. But I I do want to (laughs) say, like, um, that, like, looking back at that, super weird. Because now, like, I've lost some weight since then. Because... I'll, I'll tell you something um, that was kind of the very beginning of my creator career because I'd been on mm-hmm. YouTube and I'd been, you know, I started my YouTube with food challenges. I think I mentioned and stuff like that, but that was the very beginning. I just gotten out of the military um, at the time. Yep. That was the first time I was making a living off of what I was creating. And so there was a lot of like, you know, lack of self-confidence, stuff like that. Not thinking my stuff was good. Cause I mean, everybody in New York city does incredible stuff and I mean, right. that was kind of yeah. at the point where I had a lot going on. Like uh, I went through a divorce, I went through a car accident, I got my identity stolen. And so it was like a big like turning point, wow. I guess. Oh no, yeah. it was nuts. It was nuts. And now that is crazy. it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to look back now and see that there's like a 50 pound weight loss transformation. It's crazy to see that now I've continued to make this my full time living and get better. And so that's, that's why I bring that up to kind of establish to my Congratulations audience. on that. Congratulations, Thank man. You. Thank you. I'm hoping That's to awesome. uh, continue to kick it up. I appreciate that, man. Um, nice. But yeah, yeah. Let, let's get right into the podcast. So the first question I have for you, how do you mm-hmm. even work toward making money with your personal brand? Like, like it's a very foreign thing for people because it's like people get on Instagram just to like other people's stuff, to watch like the videos that Red Bull and GoPro make, and then that's that's it. So how do you take it a step further and make money with it? So there's, there's a ton of different ways, and maybe I should preface this by saying, um, especially for the people who may have not have understood how I'm now making money since travel has kind of stopped. Um, so essentially, I had my personal brand, Exploring with Cody, which across my social medias was like about 500,000. And um, funny enough, I came home right before this whole pandemic, I came home a couple months earlier in January at the start of the new year um, because I wanted to create a new stream of income, actually, that would allow me to continue to travel more, but to con- like to have less financial strain. Because at that point, I was also uh, I had a videographer and editor flying around with me full time. So my monthly expenses were like close to 10,000 a month. So I was I was spending so much money in and traveling around the world and flights, hotels, activities, camera gear, all this stuff. And so, you know, I had just come off I had just come off uh, filming a TV show for a year. So, you know, I could afford it kind of, but I was draining money really quickly, and I wanted to have a new way to monetize my personal brand that I could set up so that later I could go out and travel again. <clears throat> and so. In the beginning of the new year, I came home to start my uh, marketing agency, which is what I do now. And with this social media marketing agency, it kind of like goes hand in hand with what I do, what I did on YouTube because I know a lot about social media, about marketing. I've done the brand deals. I've done you know both sides, 
And so I wanted to come home to make this agency and then be able to, you know, go travel and work abroad anywhere, which I still plan to do. And so I was home for two months and then the whole pandemic hit. And uh, it honestly didn't affect me too much because I wasn't traveling. But now, uh, six months later, you know, since I've been home, it's uh, it's been weird because I haven't been home this long in probably over five years. Uh, last year, I traveled for 10 months out of the year. You know, I was never home for longer than two weeks last year. So now being home for six months is such a complete change. And so <clears throat> what I decided to do was I was like, OK, well, I want to monetize my personal brand in another way and I can leverage the one I, I currently had. So I made a video on my old channel saying, hey, you know, you know, as I'm not able to travel currently and I want to create this new uh, business, uh, if anyone wants to follow me in my business journey, subscribe to my new channel. So I created a new channel. Um, you know, it's just my name, Cody Buffington. And on there, I'm teaching people personal branding, um, kind of more general business about social media marketing. So if they were into getting into social media marketing, but it's a heavy focus on how to you know, monetize your personal brand, which is what we're talking about today. And so, you know, monetizing your personal brand also helps me with my marketing agency because my marketing agency, we run Facebook and Instagram ads for um, people with e-commerce brands. And so funny enough, my first client was uh, a big uh, influencer who reached out to me because he knew of my personal brand before. And so my first client, it was like, you know, I mean, I guess you could call it lucky, but I had built up my personal brand before like all these years. And so he had the confidence in me and uh, to to go ahead and, you know, work with him, even though I had never done this before. But I, I was studying for like the past year and because of that, he gave me a shot and we've been killing it so far. And since then, we brought on other clients. And uh, yeah, so now I'm now I'm trying to teach people on my YouTube channel, essentially different ways you can monetize your personal brand because there's not only just AdSense. Um, you know, AdSense, I know, is the, the first way that many new creators come on to any platform, uh, especially YouTube. And they're like, okay, well, I just monetize my videos and that's how I become a millionaire. And <laughs> many, much of the time, it's not the case, especially if you're in different niches where uh, the ad sense isn't that great. And my niche, which was uh, kind of like adventure travel, wasn't the best monetization. So I had to really rely on different ways. Now, I try and teach people how to monetize other than just hoping for brand deals because brand deals, it's like, you know, waiting for someone to give you money and that's never a good uh, path. So I try and teach people, you know, setting up different affiliate things, becoming an expert in your niche so that you can become a consultant for brands in that niche, or you can coach other people one-on-one -on -one in that niche, which is also what I do. Um, but also coming out with your own product, coming out with your own digital product, your own like digital guide, anything that is specialized around whatever your niche is. Um, that's kind of what I, what I teach people to do. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I will preface this by saying if you need a videographer or photographer for like little projects, man, let me know. I've been, I've been putting the work in, I've been grinding on it. Uh, you can kind of check out, I'll send you the short film that I made and you can kind of decide for yourself. Um, and also, yeah, I think it would be cool. Like when, when traveling starts up again, we should definitely go on a trip if, if you want no, pre no pressure. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to travel again. Who, who knows when outside of the U.S.? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure when I'm going to do that again. But it, it's cool that, you know, I don't have to. I, I really wanted it so that I don't have to travel to make money. And that's what I was doing earlier this year. And it just so happened that it, you know, lined up with this pandemic. So it kind of worked out in my favor that I wouldn't be traveling anyway. But yeah, my goal is to ultimately be traveling, working on my business and, and you know, doing it from wherever I want in the world, which is kind of, I feel like it's kind of everyone's goal, you know, being, uh, you know, location independent. You can work from your laptop wherever you want, whether it's Bali, whether it's, you know, somewhere in South America, wherever, you know, that's the goal. Yeah. No, so I'm working with some people that do similar stuff, uh, just on a different level. They they release their uh, they have like a mindset community program, which is like a hundred bucks. They've got like the ninety day transformation, which is more obviously. There's some coaching, and so <laughs> I've actually started developing a lot of stuff. Like I signed up for Amazon affiliates, so I can start doing affiliate links because I've started yep. niching down, as I told you. And so now I'll start doing product reviews because I just got a Ronin S, I just got a Sony camera, I just got like lenses and so worst case right when i'm making these videos i've got a lot of videos i can make and a lot of items yep. i can link um so i've been learning how to make them search engine optimizable i've been learning how to kind of like yeah just do all that stuff and so it's funny you say that because i'm actually working on my first course too um it's definitely an intimidating thing though it's definitely uh hard work <laughs> but no it's, it's yeah, kind of cool now that sure. all the stars aligned into here uh so what i will ask is so what do you what do you need to do like what does it take to make money from your personal brand what what do you have to do what are the requirements like is it the followers what what is it it's no it's it's different for everyone it's different for everyone because it depends on how you would like to money uh, to, to make money so there's people who they sell a course and you know courses are you know can be pretty expensive you know they can be upwards of a thousand dollars. And so in that case, you don't need a lot of followers. You just need people who are in your niche who are looking to buy that product. And um, the thing is, I know the, the, the people who are making the most money on YouTube, because I know a lot of people in the space, the people who are making the most money on YouTube are pretty small. They're just very niched and they either have some kind of program or they they just make a lot of money with you know their agency or whatever product they sell because they have a specific solution to someone's need and so they're able to sell that at a higher price and they don't have to rely on AdSense or whatnot. So a lot of the people making the most amount of money are pretty small. You know, you sub a hundred thousand subscribers. Now I will say it's wow. different for everyone. Not everyone wants to make a course, but it doesn't mean that you can't become heavily um, into affiliates. I have tons and tons of friends who are making ten to twenty thousand dollars a month, and just from Amazon or Epidemic Sound affiliates, like the, all these things combined, and they show graphs. You know, my friends have shown me graphs of them. Like, you know, this month was three thousand from Amazon, four thousand from Epidemic. Uh, you know, 5,000 from Adobe, whatever it is. There's like, there's an affiliate for almost anything you use, especially if you're in kind of like the filmmaking niche. You know, there's all these softwares and tools you, you could use. But really, if you can find anything on Amazon, and Amazon sells a lot of stuff, you can become an affiliate for almost anything because Amazon has almost everything. So, you know, 
that's not to say you can't you know make a ton of money from just affiliate links but i always try and push people to make you know their own product or come out with their own product because that's where you can really start to um make money and you know your own followers they don't mind as much if you're promoting your own product as if as if you were promoting a sponsored product you know if let's say you did a you know i don't know a brand deal for for dji or whatever how many times do you think you could do a DJI ad in a row before your followers were like, what, what the heck? Like, why, why, are, why am I seeing this every time? But what you can do is every single time in the beginning or the end of your video, you can promote your own, you know, clothing line or product or whatever. And it's not weird because it's your own thing and it's authentic to you. And so it's so much better to have your own product or your own affiliate or even just your own newsletter, which is what I suggest a lot a lot of people do. If if you don't have a product in mind or you don't want to make a product, having just your own email list, building that email list where um, you have all of your subscribers or followers in one place and the platform, whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, it's not limiting your reach to get to these uh, followers. That's the most uh, that's the most valuable thing is having an email list and building up that email list. That's one thing I wish I knew uh, earlier on, and one thing I learned later, like after a couple of years of doing it and seeing other friends doing this, is I had friends building email lists from from like day one, and they they never planned to sell anything. They're just doing it. They're building up this community and having uh you know all these behind the scene looks and stuff like that. And then eventually they started putting in um you know affiliate links like you know Amazon affiliate links to things they were using that week and people people bought them and then eventually a couple years later they had their own product and then you know they had an email list of 50,000 people and of that 50,000 2,000 people bought or something like that and you know having that email list is the most powerful thing you can have for a personal brand that and your own closed Facebook group your own little private community honestly that's that's crazy and uh, I've actually been learning a lot about that but like, what do you, how do, how do you get people past, like, when you're coaching them, how do you get people past the sheer just, like, overwhelmed, like, feeling? Because there's, there's so much, like, with that, there's so much back-end stuff to do, like, like, building a website, the email list, like, there's just a whole list of things to do. So, where do you even start? Where do you even begin? Uh, especially, like, if you're doing it by yourself, right? Building a website's not mm -hmm. easy. It costs a lot of money. If you don't have a lot of money in the beginning, right? Because for me, when I started... All my money was going to camera gear. All my money was going toward, you know, doing just just gear, right? Travel, tickets. I was staying in the cheapest places I could stay. I was traveling the yep. cheapest ways I could so that I could level up my gear. I could le I, I could buy Adobe Premiere and Photoshop every year. And so yep. how do you even get started on that? So I think the here's how you should kind of prioritize everything. And I don't think... Everyone is in the travel niche, so this might help, you know, a, a broader majority of people, um, especially if everyone isn't traveling. But I think, you know, instead of buying that that new upgraded lens, you buy a Squarespace membership for $144 for the year. And now you have a website and you just watch a couple of videos and you build it yourself. That's how I built my first website. It was a Squarespace website. 
Then you go and get a platform, an email platform like ConvertKit. I believe it's free until you get like 500 members. So it's going to take you a while to get 500 anyway. So it's free. Um, and so what you do is you then put your, you kind of get ConvertKit set up. You watch a couple free YouTube videos on how to set up ConvertKit. And what you do is you make a newsletter website or, or a page on your website. And so you then have it in your links, in your bios, everything like that. And so you in your videos, you now incentivize people to go sign up for your newsletter. And in that newsletter, you have to provide some kind of value that they're going to get uh, nowhere else except for that newsletter. So whether it's tips, tricks, behind the scenes, uh, updates as to what you've done this past week, uh, updates as to what you're planning to do the next week. You know, I, I've some, I'm subscribed to a couple different uh, travel newsletters, and they always talk about, you know, this is what we did this past week. Here's the things that we've been having trouble with. And a lot of times it's like more personal information. And the people who are going to sign up for a newsletter are the people who care about you personally and what you're doing. So, you know, they're all for that. And so anything you can give them, you know, maybe it's a behind the scenes unlisted video or some behind the scenes pictures, funny moments, bloopers, whatever it is that you can stay consistent with. Uh, it doesn't have to be every week. It could be biweekly. It could be a monthly newsletter, whatever it is, so that you are giving these guys value and a reason and incentive to sign up to your newsletter. So now I just default put that newsletter in all the um, descriptions of my videos. And, you know, I might mention it uh, here and there in different videos. And, uh, you know, I, I slowly grew a, a following on my newsletter, send them out different things. And so now you've got a website, you've got a newsletter, and uh, that's like all you need in the beginning. You know, as, as soon as you can get your, your followers off of these platforms onto an email list, the better. The sooner you can do that better because you've seen it with Facebook, you've seen it with Instagram. You know, people used to get a ton of likes, a ton of engagement on these platforms. And as be they become more populated and they need to sell more ad space, you know, your engagement goes down. It might have been 20% before, and now it's like 5%. So <laughs> if you can get people onto an email list, the sooner the better. And from there, you know, you can do whatever you like with it. Wow, that's honestly amazing. Uh, there's so much information going here. I love it. And I'm sitting here thinking like... Uh, you know, like th this is uh, a lot. I mean, it is a lot. It really is a lot. It's going to it's going to be a grind. It's going to take a while. I say that from personal yeah. experience. I'm very lucky with the, f the, the people I've surrounded myself with now. I was able to get my website started and put up uh, in a couple days with some help with um, somebody who's pretty much a website savant. Uh, he's done some great things, and I've been playing around with, you know, the uh, newsletter idea. I've got some templates going. I just haven't done it, but that's neither here nor there. I just want to say that, you know, if if you are having trouble with that, right, watch, like, listen, listen back to this podcast a couple times, get started on it, realize it's not going to happen right away. It's going to take, you know, a week, like, I, I would say a week's time just focused on it, right? So that's that's not including client work. That's not including freelance work or whatever else you're doing. That's not including the YouTube videos. It'll it'll take quite a bit um you know you just keep pushing through it you keep trying new things so be patient with it but it definitely is worth yeah. it uh i'm not even close to where cody is but it's you know i've, I've what, what's what what the uh the value of it for me 
is now I have a clear path forward. I have a way looking forward so that I don't have to rely on other people. I don't have to rely on other things. I can start making money for myself. I can and and it'll take away like the more money you make for yourself, the less money you have to make on clients and everything else. And so when you are traveling, exactly. Right, especially yep. if you're doing it passively, now you're not in Bali. Yeah, sure, you're in Bali, but you're not inside editing half the time. So that's, that's yeah. a big deal that I kind of want to preface to my uh, audience here, like to you. I just I want to let you guys know that it's 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 it, what, what Gary V says. You're definitely playing the long game here. And that's going to follow up my next question. So and before before you go I mean, on to the next question, I, I wanted I wanted to add one last thing about the whole website and getting that done. There's this there's this rule, which is the 80 20 rule where. 80% of the work is going to take 20% of the time. Uh, so what what that means is you should get your website to about 80% complete because that next 20% complete is going to take 80% of the time. It's going to take so much more time to do the little fine tweaking and, you know, all the, the little things. So get your website, you know, your email list to 80% complete and launch it and fix it as you go so that you're not wasting time for it to be perfect because... Honestly, it'll probably never be perfect. You'll always be fixing things, but uh, get get it to that eighty percent complete and uh, get going. I like that. I like that a lot. And honestly, uh, it's really good too because you know when you're launching, right? Even if it is a hundred percent, why? Like for what? Because if you're at eighty percent, it's good enough, right? Uh, Casey Neistat's all about that good enough kind of an aspect, that mindset, right? Like he doesn't make the perfect films. But he makes amazing films because, you know, he does what he can with what he has, which is a whole idea on my channel, on my podcast. I mention that every episode. Do what you can with what you have. But you have to realize when your website launches, when your email newsletter launches, I know you're excited about it, but nobody knows about it yet, right? Because it's new. And so it doesn't matter if it's 80% because mm -hmm. the first few people will understand because they're going to be the ones that support you the most. They're the closest to you. And so as those people come on, even if they're messaging you saying, hey, man, um the title looks off or this looks off, right? They're not going to leave because they care about you, right? And so you use them, and, and not even in a bad way, but you use the feedback from them to, to keep perfecting the website. And then as you do that, yeah, more sure. and more and more people come on. And that's I think that's why that's a very valid and a very good point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so kind of the position I'm in right now, so I'm, this is going to be a bit of a selfish question, but it'll also help a lot of people as well. Um, how, how do you even grow your personal brand? Like what are some ways to start, you know, obviously you, it's very easy to see like all these accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers and whatever. Uh, but how do you like organically grow without doing the celebrity giveaways, without doing like all that stuff? And not only that, because I, I don't care if I grow slowly, just, just having that growth. But how do you also put your work in front of your target audience, right? Like my niche is people who want to create, like I empower people to create and turn passion into purpose. And so I'm trying to, you know, reach out and connect and build relationships with other creators. Right. And so I want to first say that it, <laughs> it isn't really about how big your audience is. And like I mentioned before, if you have a very niche audience, you'll be worth a lot more to that, that niche than you would be if you were a big, broad, person. And I, I've used this example in a video before. Um, someone who is 
um, the biggest fishing channel, who is 100,000 subscribers, um, could very well get paid the same amount as a YouTuber with 5 million subscribers who's just kind of like this broad, like fun, whatever channel, and they don't have a specific niche, they're just kind of like everyone. They could get paid the same exact amount of money for a brand deal because that fishing channel is so specific and it's the exact it's the exact customers that a fishing rod company uh, wants when they're going to promote something. So it's not about how big the audience is. It's about how big you are in relation to that niche and how diehard your customers are and your, your followers. So, you know, if I was... You know, like I'm doing now, I'm building a personal brand channel. It's at like a thousand subscribers. It's not like everyone and their mother who's ever followed me on my other channel, which is over 400,000, but it's the people who really care and care about learning how to build their own personal brand. And that's all, that's what I want. Like I would not want every 400,000 people to, you know, go to my new channel because they're just not interested. And brands are starting to see that now too, where, it's less about your subscribers and more about the views that you get on your video and the the niche that you're in. So it's less about the following, but what you can do to organically grow your following, and uh, I talk about this a lot, is um, let's just say, for example, you're, like, you're, you're in the kind of like the content creator's niche, right? So <clears throat> what I do is a lot of times I'll join uh, a bunch of Facebook groups on Facebook. I'll join different subreddits on Reddit. I'll join different, um, I'll follow a bunch of different people who are like where I want to be, but a couple steps ahead on Instagram. And so in those Facebook groups, I'll go in there and I'll engage and I'll start to answer questions. And I won't go in there being like, hey guys, follow my channel. You know, awesome. I'll go in there and actually start conversations with people start posting things that could be helpful to people in the community and over time you start to become the authority in a community and people start reaching out to you for help with this thing or that thing and then naturally when people look at you look at your um, profile on Facebook uh, when you type in something a lot of times they hover over your icon and it has a couple of things about your um, about your Facebook profile so I always have my links to my channels on my personal Facebook and like a couple Facebook um um, a couple YouTube videos posted on my Facebook. So that way, anyone who sees me and sees that I'm answering and I know and I'm knowledgeable about whatever we're talking about in that group, they then go onto my page and maybe they're trying to add me and then they see all this stuff and they're like, oh wait, he's, he's doing this. And that's what happens a lot with me and my personal branding because I do coaching for personal branding. So I go in and I talk and I help people out with it in different groups. And I'm not like actively going in there and like, hey, who needs help coaching? You know, they just come to me because they've seen some of my videos and then they're like, hey, maybe you could help me out. And I'm like, sure, let's see if I can uh, help you. And so, you know, just that organic runoff of different groups and going in there and engaging and, you know, being a part of the community. Uh, that's a slow but surefire way to build the right the right followers. Uh, same with Reddit groups. Uh, like I said, you can't go in there and just spam your YouTube link. Otherwise, you'll probably get you know, you'll probably get kicked out of the group real quick. Um, but what you do is you start adding people, you start um, becoming friends with different people who are like that and networking uh, naturally. Now what you do for Instagram is you go on Instagram and you follow all the people who are in your niche. And what you do is 
you turn on their post notifications so that way every time they post something you go in there and you comment something thoughtful not just like nice picture or cool pick you you comment something thoughtful and meaningful to that comment uh, to that post and something that could relate other people back to you as being someone in that niche so um you know if it was a content creator I don't know. Maybe it's like Sam Colder, for example. You go, you comment on Sam Colder's thing. Hey, that's an awesome color grade I saw you did there. Uh, I like how in this one you switched, you switched it up and you desaturated the colors a little bit, blah, blah, blah. You know, something like that. And so it's not like, hey, cool picture. It's not, you know, something that is like self-promotion, like, hey, go check out my channel. It's something that is about it. And a lot of times people will respond to that and then your posts get you know, um, your, your comment gets boosted up into the kind of like top of the algorithm. And then naturally you have, uh, however many people see that post, you have that many organic, uh, viewers coming to look at your page. And so you've got all these people coming to see you now, and you do this with a bunch of different accounts, uh, in your niche. And then you do this every time someone posts or whatever, and, uh, you're organically, you know, growing your audience. And th this is just the fastest way to do it organically without any, you know, paid ads, without any collaborations, having no contacts or anything like that. This is how you do it from, uh, basically zero. Honestly, that's amazing. So, and I, I asked that just because like a lot of the people you see, like, uh, especially, holy cow, especially in entrepreneurial pursuits, right? In the, in the entrepreneurial brands, um, the smaller ones that are trying to come up, right? They do the celebrity giveaways, like I said. They do, you know, a bunch of other stuff. They they pay for ads, and then what you'll see all the time too is like every time like Logan Paul or Gary V or any of those big accounts post, like they have like their post schedule down, and then they just have that like uh, if if you're lost, I can help you, or learn how to make money, or they have the same comment they put on those all the time. Like I see that all the time. Oh, for so sure. That's why and, I kind of wanted to ask. And, yeah. and and who who clicks on their account to actually get help? No one. <laughs> no one. Exactly. And so I wanted to make sure that like my, I I just want to make sure that people that listen to this don't really like fall into that and to think that's that's gonna help them, especially because maybe you get a couple yeah, of people exactly. that click on you if you have a blue check mark. Maybe you get a couple of people that check you out if you've got a certain amount of followers, whatever. But it's not going to be anything meaningful, right? And you might get one in a hundred people that's actually related to what you do. Whereas if you do what Cody does, you're going to get a lot more than that. And then at the very least, right, anybody that follows you or does anything from that, that right there is at least going to be interested in your work and listen to what you have to say and, you know, provide help with your analytic uh, stat, I guess. Um, which is not the important part. I want to say that the important part is adding value to people. The important part is being a good person, right? Being, you know, a, a good yeah. worker, like like being able to grind on stuff and not look for the easy way out. Obviously, everything we've talked about here, uh, not one of these things is easy, but they're all worth it. And they're all going to help not only propel you and launch you into like a more successful brand, but they're going to help you stay that way in the long run instead of just getting virality right because a lot of channels on youtube i've found out now uh they'll just make videos about trends and stuff they'll go viral they'll get like money in the short term right but they don't keep it they go away or they just they get trapped in their virality right like the people that are following yeah. them want to see them keep yeah. doing that same stuff and they don't want to do it yeah and so there's two parts to that and I'll, that I'll, that's gonna be my next that was gonna be my next um 
talking point was um, getting your videos, you know, more views because it's all great to like get a couple views here and there by the people who added you on Facebook. But, you know, these are all things you should doing. You should be doing all together, not just like any one thing. Like, don't like don't think, you know, I said do the Instagram thing and you should just be on Instagram like all day. Like, hey, you know, awesome color grade, you know, cool, quick editing, zoom edits you did there, blah, blah, blah. Like you should be doing all these things. But the next thing is the most important. It's what's going to get you the best um, success. And that's creating content that is um, that people are looking for and they're going to be um, searching. And so that takes my, me into my next point where there's a fine line between um trying to create viral content in your niche and trying to create content that just goes viral for the sake of going viral and then chasing the next trend. And so one thing I always recommend is getting uh, the TubeBuddy plugin, which uh, uh, the YouTube uh, plugin, which is, I believe it's free for, um, I think it's free for like up until a certain amount, a certain point, but like the one that I have, it's $20 a month. And so this thing is going to be your biggest help. And what it does is it essentially allows you to track um, current trends in your specific niche and what videos have done the best uh, and titles have related best to whatever your topic is. And so just for an easy topic, I'm going to say fishing again. Um, and so you want to create videos that people in that niche are going to be looking for. And so I think a lot of times we... We get caught up in the um, idea that we just want to create videos that we will like and it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks. But if you're going to create a personal brand, you have to be you have to be willing to, you know, give some value. And so a lot of times that comes in the form of educational content. And so what, you know, how to is the biggest thing that people search on YouTube and Google and they're both owned by Google. So, um you know, how to, you know, fish, how to, how to do this one specific type of fishing, whatever it might be. And in TubeBuddy, you can type in these things and you can see what the competitiveness of this title is and, you know, how, how many people are searching it, but also how competitive is that, is it, it is in that space. And so what you do is you find the nice happy medium where people are definitely searching for it. So there's potential traffic, but there's not a lot of competition for it. So you could get seen and you can get your, you know, your video ranked at the top. And that's what's going to make your video go viral in your specific niche. And you're not just chasing some um, slime trend or whatever it might be. You know, currently you're, you're chasing the virality of what the popular topics are in your niche that you probably would have made anyway. So, you know, that's just, that's uh, kind of categorized under SEO, search engine optimization. And that's super popular on uh, Google and now now more so it's coming into YouTube so having that TubeBuddy plugin is going to allow you to you know search for the trends that are in your niche and you know whether it be fishing or travel for example for me for travel um, you can also do this with Google Trends too and Google Trends is free and so you can type in for example for travel I know that um, that Greece that Mykonos is uh, very popular in the summer and so what I can do is I can go and type in Mykonos in, um, in Google Trends, and it'll show me a graph of the year and what the search traffic over all of Google searches 
is for Mykonos. And I can see that it spikes right just before summer because people are starting to look for Mykonos. And so that means I know I should go make a video a month prior. I should go to Mykonos, make my video, um, figure out what the title is, the best title is for it um, based on my TubeBuddy plugin. And then I post my video right at that peak and then it hits it just in time for all the search terms to hit and that video goes viral. Now that's just an example for travel, but a lot of times I have, um, I had a friend who's a girl and she did like um, uh, kind of fashion stuff and she always had videos that blew up uh, around Halloween. So she specifically made sure that in September she filmed like four Halloween videos that all led up to her in uh, her video, her channel in um, October. And then she blew, like she she always gained like a couple tens of thousands of extra subscribers in um, October who then, you know, f uh, followed over and flowed through for the rest of the year. But her big growth was always during Halloween because people were searching Halloween costume ideas and she was in fashion. So her videos were kind of like uh, a higher quality than just your normal um, Halloween costume video. So just so things like that, having TubeBuddy for the YouTube SEO and Google Trends, searching what trends are popular at certain times of the year. These different things are going to allow you to plan your video titles um, and your your video posting schedule properly, and it's going to give you the best chance to get your videos out there at the right time uh, and in front of the right people. Yeah, no, that's that's perfect. There's there's a lot of information there. I actually just downloaded TubeBuddy this week. Um, funny you should say yeah. that because I I know another buddy of mine that's about to cross, or he's probably already crossed a hundred thousand on YouTube, and he was telling me kind of the same stuff. But what I love TubeBuddy, it was free at first, and then I searched up a bunch of keywords because I got excited. You know, you're like, oh man, you get to you get to watch these meters, and you get to it'll say either it's a bad search or a good search or fair, whatever else. And so I'm yep. getting there, I'm getting keywords in there, I'm getting like title ideas, and uh, then it then it wanted to charge me, and I was like, uh oh, I uh, overstepped, and I started the two week free trial. So I'm excited to see how it goes. I might just sign up for the pro version, and because honestly, at this point, yeah. that's all I really need. But uh, yeah, I will say you I definitely make an recommend it. There. If you can, if you can make an extra twenty bucks that month, that's going to be the biggest thing to help you out. Like that's the first thing I would really spend money on, is getting TubeBuddy and seeing what is going to do best in whatever your niche is. Yeah, and this video or this podcast, I'm so used to videos. This is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> if you're listening to this, no, yeah, <laughs> what a sellout. Yeah, no, none this of isn't this is sponsored. Sponsored, like yeah. This is just us tr genuinely trying to help you out because I literally got this this week and uh, it's it's a game changer for sure. Instead of having to just think of a good title and then just cross your fingers and post and see what happens, now you have a lot more um, you have a lot more control and now it's not like you're just going into YouTube blindly. Now it kind of clears the path again and that's the biggest thing. And I will also say this. Um, if you're not niche down already, you definitely should. I know it's hard. If you're starting out, uh, right? Like if I understand if you're starting out, you want to try all this stuff, right? Go ahead, get it out of your system, but start niching down as soon as you can. Because a lot of these people, before they niche down, they always get frustrated because they don't have the views, they don't have the subscribers, they don't have any of this. But that really comes as you niche down. Because if one video is a food of a challenge, one video is a fishing video, one video is a vlog, one's travel, right? then the people that do stumble across your channel, even if you have a viral video, they're going to look at your other videos. And if you get somebody that loved your travel video, but then they see the food challenge and the fishing video, they're like, oh, well, I mean, this channel is not for me, right? So the niche right. is kind of like that 
it's like a first impression, right? Like the biggest thing on Instagram is to make sure you have a good looking page, right? Your bio is good. Yeah, your, your top nine is good. You just get everything to looking so people would want to follow you. It's a kind of the same thing. A niche is kind of that that first impression for people that are going to stumble across your channel. And I will say in the beginning, the more specific and the tighter your niche is, the better. Because if you do cooking videos and you just teach people how to cook casseroles, well, now you're going to get about 800 old ladies that just want to make casseroles every night. And you're going to have some very consistent very you know viewers and then and then as you start growing you get into like what time you should post you know where all your subscribers are at like what like uh where at they are geologically um or geographically i don't know which word um but one of those um and and then you really just get into you know building a dedicated audience that's actually going to care about what you say um and then that and then as that goes right then you become an expert in your niche and you just keep projecting you just keep growing because i will say this it's very intimidating starting off because everyone thinks they have to be an expert no you just have to know more than the people following you so if you're a creator that's been creating for a couple years right targeting your niche toward people that are starting out is perfect right and then as you kind of gain more knowledge right and as the audience has been watching you learns from your videos you can kind of start maturing your niche as you mature as well and so I will say that because let, let's be honest, not every video is go- going to be to get new subscribers, right? If you've got the how-to videos and you've got like unboxings and stuff like that, that's going to be for new subscribers. But like if you look on Peter McKinnon's channel, for example, um, he does vlogs. That's for his subscribers that are already there. That's for his hardcore audience. That's for you know the people that already watch him. So he kind of you know he makes different videos for different reasons. And you'll, you'll get to a point where you can too. Just just keep these things in mind because they've really helped me. Yeah, and to add on to that, there's this point that I really like from a book I read. And um, it's by Russell Brunson. And he, he makes this point where um, you don't have to be an expert right away, but you just have to be one step ahead. And he makes this point where in the movie, um, Catch Me If You Can, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it's about it, it, Leonardo DiCaprio stars in it. It's a great movie. And when he's a kid, he's like, uh, he's like 16 and he goes into a new school and he pretends to be the substitute teacher for two weeks while the, the main teacher is out sick. And it takes them like two weeks to figure out that he's the teacher. And when they asked him, how did you teach this class? You've, you've never, you know, had a degree in this or, or whatever. He said, all I did was read one chapter ahead of the students. And that's how he taught them. And so that's kind of like the the thing that was like the the eye opener for me is like you don't have to be the complete expert at the beginning. You just have to be a couple steps ahead of the people that you're teaching. So if you're teaching someone how to make a, a casserole, who's like if I went on a video and watched how to make a casserole, I've never made one in my life. So I could not tell the difference <laughs> if this if this person has never has made her casserole for the first time like two weeks ago like she's teaching me and i think it's all great because i have also never made a casserole so you know like she she could be you know the best or the worst i have no idea as long as my casserole turns out good i'm, I'm fine honestly if i make a casserole video i might do it just for the <laughs> meme if this is a podcast episode that blows up just for you know what? It should be the thumbnail for the. It should be the thumbnail for this podcast. <laughs> How to make a casserole? <laughs> um, 
honestly, if I make a casserole, it's going to look a lot like the plate of spaghetti Buddy made in Elf. <laughs> yeah, the one with all the candy and Pop-Tarts. Yeah, the Pop-Tarts and the maple syrup, the chocolate sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be oh, my yeah. casserole, honestly. I'm going to be like, hey, <laughs> I'm the a The ultimate now. cheat day meal. Yeah. It's like The Rock's <laughs> ultimate cheat day on Sundays. Oh, my <laughs> just God. Like, yeah, you just, you're like, you know, he, he has like four different plates. I don't want to do dishes. Let's just put it in one bowl. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> the ultimate cheat day casserole. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that sounds, that I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I, my just blood an idea sugar is spiking. As like a, yeah, as go an ahead. idea for a niche, like if someone was in food cooking, what I would honestly do is I would make a video around Christmas time because honestly, Elf, the movie itself, is such a trending movie forever, for every holiday. I would make that casserole and I would put the thumbnail a split between the, the DVD cover and then you making the same casserole. And I bet you that video would go viral, like how to make the, the casserole from Elf or whatever. And then you use the keywords of whatever the Elf, you know, whatever the Elf keywords are. And I bet you that video would go viral at that time of year. Like, I bet you. So, so, you know, things like these are so powerful. Having like the SEO and the trending and the right time of year and having things that, you know, are popular in your niche. And that, that's an idea for other people. It doesn't have to be a food video, but taking, you know, pop culture and then relating it to your niche is such a powerful thing to, to kind of like piggyback and get those views for, for your own niche. I like that. And it kind of comes down to like on IG, how many movie quotes do you see some people post with their makeup review or every, I mean, anything, right? They post a photo. They don't have a good quote to put. They don't have a piece of information to offer. And so they're just like, I don't know. I, I had a pop culture reference and it just blanked it. But you know what I mean? You see those like, I'll call it those basic white girl movie quotes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the... I, I don't know if I'd call it the same thing, but like, you know, it's, it's relevant. Yeah. Anyway, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yep. Yeah. With that being said, do you have anything else you want to add? Is there anything else you want to talk about on this before I branch off into a segment? Hmm. I think that really covers the, the majority of it. Like the biggest ways to grow your personal brand and, and uh, start gaining traction, views, and followers right away. I think that pretty much covers the, the large majority. So, yeah, I think I'm good. If you want to move on Perfect. to your next yeah. part. Yeah, no, because I, if, I, if this was me listening, I'd be sitting there with a notebook flying. Like, literally, my arm would be cramping. I'd be sitting there eating <laughs> bananas. I'd be sitting there, you know, like icing up my other arm, learning how to write with the left hand. So there's a lot of information yeah. here. Uh, so we'll oh, I got one more piece. This. I got one one last right. piece of advice. It's very short. Um, All right, buzzer beater. Uh, YouTube, let's go. YouTube, uh, YouTube is just like Google, and it can actually it actually auto translates and transcribes everything you say in a video. So if you're trying to get a video to go more viral, say the name of your title multiple times throughout the video, and that way it'll be picked up by Google. But an even better way to do it is you say the name multiple times and whatever your topic is multiple times throughout the video, and then you take the link for the video before you post it live, you make it unlisted, you take that link, you send it over to this uh, um, this website called Rev, rev.com, and for a dollar per minute of your video, they will transcribe it really, really well in about 24 hours. 
And then what you do is you go back to YouTube, you upload those subtitles, and now you have all of the words, and, and YouTube messes it up a lot. So you have all the words perfectly uh, transcribed. And what this does is it allows YouTube to then find your videos. So if someone types in into Google, how to make the elf casserole, your video will show up as one of the top searches because you've said it multiple times throughout your video and it'll just link straight to your video. So that's another good way for SEO. Wow. And that, that actually brings me into a tip that I have for that, that I, I was going to say, but I forgot. Um, YouTube, like you said, is owned by Google. They're both search engines, right? It's just yep. YouTube's primarily video where, or it is just video where Google is kind of everything. Uh, but here's a little, here's a little hack or a little tip. If you don't want to do tube buddy or, you know, you're starting out right before you're making a video, go onto the search bar, right? And get your video ideas and just type out how to, you know, become a full filmmaker or, you know, whatever it is, right? If it's how to make the elf casserole, right? When you, whenever you start typing, what'll happen is uh, YouTube or Google, you can do it on either one. They're going to autofill, right? So when you put how to, the top 10 how to like, like examples that people are searching for are going to show up, right? And so if you're doing mm -hmm. like filmmaking, so you can type in B-roll. And then the top like, like, like searched for topics of the month are going to pop up. And so you can actually use that for titling or for tags on your video. And you can even use that to get video ideas, right? So if you're like, man, um, my niche is filmmaking, travel, or vlogging, you can go on there and start typing in things related to filmmaking, travel, and vlogging. I say that because that's mine and that's what I do. And it'll mm -hmm. help you start getting on the right idea for that. And then you can take those titles and the tags and stuff and just kind of polish them up in TubeBuddy, right? And so yeah. I will say uh, another thing about TubeBuddy, again, not sponsored, but they do really big discounts. So if you're a new channel, if you have under 1,000 subscribers, they knock off 50% of the monthly price. And I think 9 bucks a month is the uh, pro one, which is, all, like I said, all I would need because I would just do the search engine optimization one. And then yeah, that's all you need. It'll, it'll knock it. Yeah, it'll knock it to like four something, and then you can actually knock it off one more time. Um, there, there's actually four ways you can like get a discount on it. Uh, oh yeah, if you pay yearly, it'll bring it down to like three dollars for the for the month, right? And you pay it for the year, and it ends up being a really, really. Um, it's a good price. Just just make sure keep that in mind if you are starting out. You do want to get big, or not necessarily big, but you do want to start making money on YouTube because a lot of the filmmakers, the creators I know, they do a lot of client work, right? But what YouTube has allowed them to do is not only have a freedom to create what they want, so they're not stuck doing weddings and stuff, but now, like I said, they book less clients because now their affiliate links are starting to take over. Now their brand deals yep. are starting to hit. Now their AdSense is coming in, and now they've got passive forms of income. Like uh, I've got one guy we had on the podcast, Andrew Murphy. He actually made enough with this business that he was able to pay off his bills for 12 months, and now he's on YouTube full-time, just focusing on it and getting all these little things done. So it, it's just something to keep in mind because you can do the same thing. Yep, for sure. And if we had more time, I could go off on a million different things you could do. But I also did that as well. For the longest time, I did side client work. And especially for the travel niche, like I'd get all these hotels and like different stays for free in exchange for like making them a little edit or a couple photos of the hotel. So the way I cut down on costs for traveling is my hotel stays were always free or I, I negotiated with Airbnb hosts for free hotel stays. 
in exchange for photos, in exchange for a little one-minute Instagram edit. Like, there's so many people and companies out there who need help with their social media. A lot of times it's super bare. So if you can offer them, like, just some just some photos, if you have a DSLR, like, I'm sure it's a lot better than their iPhone photos. And so I did that for hotels. I've done that for different, um, uh, like, uh, travel, like, adventure packages. I've done it for, like, four-day, like, camping hikes. Um, you know, all those things that like cost, like I did a camping hike that was like $2,000 for me and my videographer for four days. I got it completely for free, um, because I just linked their, their, uh, company in my YouTube video. It wasn't sponsored, but like it was just free. And so I just linked them in my video and I got this $2,000 thing for free. So like what you can do with social media, like is like insane. And so you don't have to always get things paid for, but if you can get things for free, you can save a lot of money. No, it's crazy. And so with that being said, there's a lot of value. There's a lot of nuggets here. Um, so <laughs> now we're going to get into a segment that I just made up off the top of my head for this episode called Travel Tips with Cody, <laughs> where we talk about <laughs> travel tips with, with Cody. <laughs> I know. Self-explaining. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> this, the executive producer helped pitch this idea to me. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that because I'm the executive producer, I, I, I put it through. So here we nice, are. Nice, nice. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk because, I mean, obviously you're exploring with Cody. You've done t- like the TV show. You travel around. Uh, you've done a lot of travel with Josh. Uh, did he act as like a mentor for you or were you just guys just like friends that like sim- similar stuff? Or what, what happened there? Uh, Josh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, jo- Josh was never a mentor. He was just always a good friend. Funny enough, when okay. I first met him, he had never traveled outside of the country. And so I was kind of like, because he was like, he was like super scared to travel outside of the country. So I was kind of like his, his guiding, guiding hand to like, be like, okay, let's go travel out here. And we, we went to Thailand and he was super nervous at first, but you know, we, uh, <laughs> we, we did it. So what happened with Josh is, um, my friend Josh, who I also did the TV show with, um, and this, I guess this, it kind of ties everything back together. The way I started was in a very, very niche, which was doing abandoned videos with Josh. When we both started, I found him on YouTube. He had done some travel videos, um, just little vlogs, but like the same story with Peter McKinnon, no one watched him because they were just general vlogs and who cared about him at that time or me, I was doing the same exact thing. And so we both had about a thousand subscribers when I first met him and reached out to him on Facebook. Um, and I said, Hey, um, that abandoned place you went to looks like a cool place to shoot a video. I was doing like short films at the time and I wanted to use it as a set. And so we went to this place. We both filmed a video on this abandoned school in this, uh, in the winter. It was a crazy adventure and we both posted it and we both had the video kind of go viral. And from there over the next, like, uh, that was the first time we met. And after that single day, of shooting, I, I had been planning a trip to Thailand. I was like, hey, do you want to go to Thailand with me for 30 days in about two weeks? And he was like, yeah, I'm down. And so we both we both managed to get about $3,000. We went to Thailand for 30 days. We vlogged every single day. And the videos didn't do very well, but what it did was it taught us consistency and it taught us on-camera um, skills that we needed. And uh, it was just a good lesson overall. And so from there... That summer, I went on to do more filmmaking type stuff. Um, I hadn't always planned on doing Abandoned Forever. It was just kind of fun to do uh, at the time with my friend Josh and uh, then later friend uh, John and Steve who joined us. 
Um, but Josh, uh, Josh had been doing abandoned stuff for years, so he was he had a lot more places and he was a lot more invested in that niche. And so he went on to do all summer, and his his channel grew and blew up for it. And so now he's very well known in the like abandoned, you know, exploration niche. And so I started in that, and I was kind of like we were traveling around anyway, like doing road trips. And when we went to Thailand, we went to different abandoned places, like this one skyscraper. And so I had like travel was like the the main overarching genre, and abandoned was like the sub niche. And so. I had gotten pretty big. I'd gotten to probably over a uh, hundred thousand subscribers, maybe, with mostly abandoned videos. When I did travel videos, they did not do very well at all because people knew me for abandoned. And so later on, I wanted to kind of start doing travel more. So I slowly transitioned, and over time, doing using the same tactics that I mentioned to you guys before about the whole tube buddy finding things that would go viral i started getting travel videos that started to do really well and collaborating with other travel content creators and from there i just started to focus mostly on doing travel and then later on in my career uh starting to do more kind of adventure travel more like adventurous stuff uh like these crazy four-day hikes and like the snow-capped mountains and whatnot but uh yeah, so I started in a very niche thing with Josh, and then I kind of, like, as I got bigger, I became more of a, a travel kind of person because I was big enough in that niche, and so my videos, you know, they would naturally do pretty well, and so Josh Josh continued to go on and do a lot more abandoned stuff, and so he he kind of did that but also did travel, and then we came together last year to do a, uh, um, a TV show, actually three TV shows. And uh, it's essentially the premise of our YouTube channels, a uh, mixture of abandon and travel. And so we each traveled to 10 countries around the world. He did 10, I did 10. And the show splits between both of us uh, going back and forth, um, exploring these countries, trying the local foods, but also seeing uh, different abandoned things. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how, how we met and how we got to where we are now in a short, shortened version. That's honestly, that's amazing. I love that. And honestly, um, I found out about you obviously because I met you. Uh, I had, I mm-hmm. hadn't heard of you or Josh before that. And then I remember, uh, I've kind of been keeping tabs and just, uh, th- that makes it sound weird. I've just been watching your content as you put it out since. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of cool to see everything come together, especially now that we're in a podcast episode. And so, uh, yeah, with that being said, we'll get right into the segment. I'm going to give you about two minutes, give or take, just because it's going to be in my head. And I'm just going to like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll just we'll just do it in a very quick time. But here, what are your best tips off the top of your head uh, for traveling cheap, finding things to do while you travel, and making money during travel? Or, you know, a mixture of the three, or you could pick one or two, you know, just... Yeah, okay, so first one first one was what, traveling cheap? Yep. Okay. Um, travel cheap. Uh, the first what I did for the first year was I stayed in hostels, that's pretty obvious, but also the big thing that saved me a lot of money was I traveled with a group of friends. So when I did a road trip around the US, I feel like I'm on like a timer, so I'm like talking fast. Uh, but when I went <laughs> when I went on a road trip with my friends, Josh, Steve, and John, we traveled in one car, so we split gas four ways, and then we stayed in motels with two beds. And so these motels were like $40, and we all spent $10 a night. That's how we traveled for 90 days straight, when we all had uh, very little, sub- well, 
relatively low. We weren't making very much from YouTube. And at that time, we only had AdSense checks. We weren't very business savvy yet. So for very little money, we traveled because we split these hotel rooms. We weren't afraid to some person now sleep on the futon or on the floor because it was saving us money and we were able to prolong our travel. Um, Another way is to travel slower. Uh, A lot of times when you travel fast and you go from place to place to place, you uh, burn money a lot faster. And this was definitely the case for me in the last uh, six months before I came home. Uh, I was traveling a lot more and paying for a lot more flights. And that's what really burns the money when you start to pay for flights. So I recommend if you can uh, go to a place where you can like take a bus or a ferry to like the next area or destination that you want to go. And you're going to save a lot more money. So if you're planning to do like Thailand, maybe it's a good idea to also do like the surrounding four uh, countries at the same time. And so instead of like uh, just one month in Thailand and then flying to like this next place, maybe do this kind of broad area. And overall, you'll you'll save more money because you're, you're traveling like locally um, when you're flying all over the place. That's where it gets really expensive. Um, what's the next one after cheap? So finding things to do on your travels. A lot of the times, you know, you finding focus so much do. on yeah. the destination. So, yeah. So my first thing was always to look at Atlas Obscura, which had a lot of times um, you type in Atlas Obscura and it, you type in wherever you're going and it will come up with like the first 10 things are usually like things that you can see that are pretty touristy. But for me, I like to get away. From, I like to do the tourist things, obviously, because I'm going to this place. Like if I go to Paris, I'm not going to miss the Eiffel Tower. Like I'm going to do it, but I also want to experience the local culture. So I made a day. I always have a day where it's like I'm doing like the touristy things, getting that out of the way, because I still want to see it, obviously. Um, but I, I make it a point to do things that are more local. So Atlas Obscura, that's a website that has a lot of things that are unknown or kind of unique or u- unusual. Um, a lot of times because of, um, my, my niche, I was able to put it out onto Instagram and ask people what was there. Maybe a lot of people, like other people like me have been there. And if you don't have a following, you can go into these different groups and ask people what was their favorite thing to do there. And if you're in a travel group and I was in that group and I saw that you were going to, um, Peru, for example, I would respond back with all these cool local things I did, which you probably won't find in very many places. So, you know, hitting up these Facebook groups, um, a, lo- a wealth of information. Um, also, I would I would do it Atlas Obscura. I would do hashtags on Instagram. I would do YouTube uh, videos. And then I'd like really go down the rabbit hole to like the third page of like things where a lot of times people don't see those videos. And a lot, my biggest thing was creating a Google Maps. So I went onto Google. If you type in Google Map, you can go and create a map. And then I would just put a point of all these different things. And I would, you know, find their address. I'd put a pin in. I'd add a little picture of it. It allows you to search an image from Google. So, for example, if I wanted to go to the Paris catacombs, I would put in the, the address of where it was. I would take, uh, you know, pictures of whatever it was, and I'd have a little description. And that way, when I'm there, I just go on my map. I go uh, on my phone. I go to Google Maps, and you can you can see a map you save. So I'd type in, you know, Paris, and I'd see all the points. And that way, I could make it the most efficient day by going to the things that are all close or lumped together near near each other. And you know, I'm not going back and forth all over the city. It also helps a lot for planning. And so. Those are the biggest things. I'd also, you know, with Instagram, you type in places and then a lot of times you can you can um, find things that are in that place. 
and then you'll go to a page and you'll see this person probably lives there. And then a lot of times I reached out to people. So I would reach out to like locals on Instagram and I'd be like, hey, do you know this, this, this? And a lot of times they'd offer to like show me around or do things. And that's how I filmed a lot of my food videos. I got a lot of like locals who helped me out. So there's a bunch of different ways. All right. One last thing and uh, make money, make money during travel. Go. Mm, making money during travel. So this was the hardest for me at first uh, because I wasn't super business snappy. So for the first two and a half years, I would save up. I, I did wedding videography when I was home. I did that and a bunch of other odd jobs, construction and whatnot. But wedding videography made me the most because I could do like if I did a shoot every weekend, I could make about four to five hundred dollars. So I do like two months of that and I saved up a couple grand. Um, and then, you know, during the week, I did other video jobs and whatnot. So I was able to do that kind of like high, relatively high income skill. Um, but so for the first two years, I would, you know, I'd go uh, save up money, travel, come back broke, save up money, come back broke, so on and so forth. And then later on, I was making money from AdSense, but I was starting to get um, uh, savvier with emails and, and reaching out to people. And especially like, um, hostels who were up and coming, I'd reach out for photo shoots, uh, to do, uh, photo shoots, like, you know, paid ones. So I'd stay there, but I'd also do like, you know, a hundred dollars for their photo shoot or their video shoot. And so I'd make a portfolio of different videos and I put them on my, um, I put them on my website and I showed them to them and they'd be like, Oh wow, this is great. And then I also, um, and this is what my friend does too. He did this with very, very little, um, followers, uh, people just want to be, especially when you're traveling, like hotels and services just want to be seen on YouTube. They don't really care if like you're the biggest person. A lot of times they just want to be seen on there. And so you can uh, get a lot of things for free, but a lot of times you can say, Hey, I'll do this video for you in exchange for the thing for free, but also money. And that's how, um, a lot of my friends started doing it and I started doing it as well. And so all the tours that I started doing, I started being able to make more money and then staying out longer. And because I stayed out longer, I was able to make more videos and those videos were able to get more views. And so it was just a process of being able to, uh, stay out longer and increase my, um, my, uh, burn rate, I guess you could say. And so, you know, affiliate links, AdSense, working with tour companies, uh, eventually brand deals, but that didn't come to much later. Um, uh, videography and photography on the road, taking a day off to go and film for this hotel, you know, whatever, making a, a really good video. I have a bunch of friends who, um, are, they don't do YouTube, but they do travel videography for hotels and they pitch these brands like $5,000 packages for like a drone package for like a hundred photos for like a two minute video, a one minute Instagram thing. Like they make these huge bundles and, you know, they get $5,000 free stay, you know, a couple of days for free. And so I was starting to do that as well, where, you know, I would, I would stay at these really high end places and I wouldn't get paid, but I would, I would shoot a couple of photos and I got the entire place for free. And so I put them in, you know, a link in my video, but I also gave them a bunch of pictures and I got to stay for free at this place, which was worth like thousands of dollars. So those are the main ways I would say for travel people. Um, but a lot of times when you're small, it's just reaching out to a ton and ton of people, uh, through email, through Facebook groups. And, you know, it's really being resourceful. That was, that's like the biggest thing is like figuring out who you can get in contact with to stay for free, 
who you can get in contact with to uh, do some work for because their social media, you can tell, is lacking in photos. And you know that, like, uh, a little help, they could, you know, be doing a lot better. And that, that's the case with a lot of hostels, especially overseas. You know, they have no social media presence. And if they just had some better pictures on Google or if their Facebook page or a good video that you could easily make for them, they would be doing so much better. And they'd be willing to pay at least a couple hundred dollars for that. So. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So um, for those of you that just came on to listen to like the things that Cody had to say, uh, that's that's about it for the podcast. Um, But I do have one section, right? And this is going to be the, this is going to be a selfish section in this episode for me. I will say that right away. And basically, I'm going to go on to what I'm trying to do next. And I was just going to ask for your advice, Cody, if that's okay. Sure. All right. So here is so right now, obviously, I'm doing full time work for somebody. Um, but afterwards or whenever I get a break in that, I wanted to take like uh, I wanted to go out and start daily vlogging. Kind of what you said when you traveled, I was going to do um I was going to take out like a interest free credit card for 10 grand or, you know, take out a business loan through the VA or something like that. And I was just going to go to the airport, book the first international flight that I could. Right. And uh, just start traveling until the money ran out pretty much where, you know, I'll I'll try to do it like uh, cheaper flights, cheaper places to stay, stuff like that. But kind of like a lost LeBlanc situation because I haven't been able to travel outside of the country. It's been within the United States and I've just had this itch to that just keeps getting stronger and stronger and so i wanted to do that and then once i came back you know because uh, i'm gonna make some money beforehand so that I, I will be able to pay that off right uh be smart about it but after that i want to come back and i really want to get into i don't know what it is but i've really had these pacific northwest vibes and so i want to get into that van life and i don't know if you know anything about that um i'm sure you do <laughs> I, d- I do i do yeah 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 but I wanted so here's 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 what I see myself doing over the next little while, right? Um, obviously, my niche is filmmaking, travel, and vlogging. I do those three things, you know, photography, whatever. Um, and then so I'm trying to like dive down, be specific, obviously. Um, but they kind of go hand in hand. And so, like I said, do the international traveling for a little while, reach out to brands, do whatever I can, kind of like what you said. And then the van life, I wanted to go around and just start traveling around the states in a van. And just do like all these great hikes and see all these great things and eat all these this great food. And instead of like paying rent every month or making like a payment on something, I just pay off the van. And that's all I do. Uh, pay for gas, stuff like that. And then kind of transition into a tiny home after that's all said and done. So after a few years of, you know, doing all this. So what do you, what do you think about this? And do you have any tips, advice, stuff like that? <laughs> just with the timing right now. Um, it would be, it'd be a lot better if you started the van life right now, because there's so many people who are going in RVs and want to watch people who are doing local adventures. But I don't know if you want to do that, but if you did, it's a great time to start because so many people are looking to get into that right now because they can't travel internationally. Um, that being said, I, I like the idea and I think it's a great idea. There's so there's, it's like, it's a very popular growing niche right now and a great time to get in. Uh, the whole tiny home, the whole mobile van life, because everyone, no one wants to pay rent. Everyone wants to be able to like live as they like and go wherever they want, whenever. Uh, it's a great idea, and you can honestly travel. Like, I have friends who have traveled from Alaska to Canada, down to the U.S., through Mexico, down to South America in a van. Like, you can travel this whole side of the world in a van. Uh, obviously, there's safer routes to go, 
uh, but you can definitely do it. And there's a lot of content to be made. So it's, uh, I like it. It's a good idea. And you know, if you're smart about it, you can, um, you can have, you can bring on different friends, friends and travel friends. Like uh, I have a friend named Jax, Jax Austin, who I traveled with for a while in a, a bus, uh, two times, I think actually for about a, that's, two that's months kind of, total. I want, that, yeah. That's why I wanted to ask about it is cause I heard about the bus. Yeah. And so, uh, what we did was we, we split the costs. Like, so we had like, you know, all the food costs, gas costs, whatever, um, we didn't, ha- we didn't stay at many camping spots because you can honestly just park for free. So it's great. But like we, we split the cost. So if you can do that, it's kind of a cool thing where if you can find friends to travel with you and you can like keep a, you can rotate different friends if they like want to hop on for a leg of the journey. It's a cool way to, uh, split the cost, but also keep it interesting and, um, you know, have it always fresh with new faces and new adventures. So it's a great idea. I like it. Thank you. And if you have anybody you have in mind that likes to travel, I, I'm from a small town. Uh, a lot of people are close-minded. I haven't had a lot of people that are at the level I'm at. Like, uh, not, I'm not even talking about creating, but just the people that are willing. Like, like everybody says they want to travel, but they don't really want to travel. It's, it's like it would be nice, but it's not a real desire for them. But it's, it's a desire. Like, that's yeah. why I'm taking out the credit card because I'm counting on the fact that I will be making more money than I am now next year but trying to be smart about it, right? So I've got like a certificate that I put out and I've been putting money into so that I can't touch it. So worst case, if, if push does come to shove and say I don't pay the credit card off in time, now I've got that certificate to help, you know, pay off a majority of that. Um, and so like I've, I've been trying to be smart about it, but I've just, I feel so stagnant, especially after quarantine and COVID and everything else. And so as everything opens up to travel, I just want to do uh, something similar to what Casey Neistat did uh, with Nike, uh, where he basically traveled until the money ran out, but just right. just be a little bit m- yeah. more mindful with the money. Like, don't just hop on flights all the time. <laughs> Go somewhere yeah, like Bali. Yeah, he blew twenty five grand yeah. in like a week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go to Bali. You know, do what you su- do. It, do do what you kind of suggested. Start start going to the companies there. Start making money. Start doing stuff. Learn about the culture. You know, kind of start somewhere cheap kind of dip my toe in the water then and and i kind of wanted to do something like kind of what you said when i go to europe you know instead of just flying around drive around go like drive from you know Italy, yeah or buses buses are super cheap in europe perfect so you know i'll I'll figure that kind of stuff out and then after (laughs) that maybe not maybe not super cheap but cheaper than flying i should preface that oh yeah for sure cheaper than flying but still yeah so even if it's like a hundred bucks, right, or fifty bucks, or, or two hundred, whatever it is, whatever it ends up being at the time, that's that's like a gig for a coffee shop, right? And then I I, I essentially almost I don't get it for free, but I kind of get it for free. And then the other idea I had, since I'm registering my business and getting that going, if I do a van life, right, since I'm doing videos about it, it's a write off, it's a business expense. And so if I just happen to live in it too, right? cool oh yeah everything my whole life my whole life for the past five years was a business write-off so if it's in a video stuff out if it's in a video or relates to you making a video it's a write-off especially for travel which was so nice like everything i did was a write-off literally so yeah and that i'm trying to save some money and get some money back that way because i mean if you write off a you know forty thousand dollar van and you write off a ten thousand dollar build you're essentially getting half of that back 
after you break even for the business taxes, which is why I'm doing the um, S Corp instead of a sole proprietorship or instead of an LLC so that it'll be less taxes, but I can still write it off and be an official business because it's just probably going to be me um, for a while. And then as right. I you know, build into other stuff, <clears throat> which isn't probably going to happen for the next few years just because, like I said, I don't want to travel and do all this stuff internationally and then come back and then sit in the house broke and poor and bored. I want to come back and then take out, like I said, a business loan or something like that, um, you know, be able to pay half that off with the write-offs. And then I want to get a van or a bus. Actually, ideally, it would be a U-Haul, like a mid-sized U-Haul so that I could actually build it out like an apartment. And uh, like it'd be a traveling <laughs> apartment slash photography studio, and I would just yeah. go businesses to businesses, and then I'd start like get, growing my my following, because how cool would that be? And then basically just start exploring the Pacific Northwest, go across wherever I want to go, um, try to do meetups, try to do like speeches, try to do you know just everything that I've wanted to do. I just pull the trigger on at that point because what's holding me back, right? If I can't do it in this town that I'm in, well, there's got to be somewhere in the 50 states that they need a personal, they need a speaker for their school or something like that. If, if there's, you know, so I'm just, I'm excited for it. I'm literally like so excited for the whole process. I've already got a buddy that I've been, I've been talking about this since I got out of the military in 2018. July 2018, I've been talking about a 50-state tour, but I was going to do that because I didn't have money. I was going to do it in my SUV, and then it ended up not being a good idea. I got it to where I am now, and now I'm starting to branch off and think about getting a U-Haul or a van or anything like that. And so I was going to ask you advice on how to find that stuff cheap, and not only that, but how do I find somebody to help me figure out how to build it out so I don't take six months and I can kind of turn it around in a relatively you know, doable time? I would reach out to Jax Austin. Uh, he knows a lot more about buying those than I do. I don't know a whole lot about actually buying them, but he's actually been doing it for a lot of people. Like people reach out to him and he helps them find, uh, you know, whatever they need because he knows all the sites and he's really good at it. So I would reach out to him. He's also an expert builder. He's he's now built like two buses. Um, so I'd reach out to him, ask for advice and... Um, and he'll be able to help you, you know, kind of doing it, do it in a faster time frame. The other thing that's kind of cool about him is, uh, I won't say how much he made, but he did really well when he um, he got his first bus he ever did wrapped, and uh, it was wrapped sponsored by the company Virgin Mobile, and they paid him enough to like kind of comp. They I think it covered the cost of the bus, if not more, and. Uh, he had it wrapped and uh, for it was only it only had to be on there for six months, but obviously he didn't really take it off because it was it cost money to take it off. But he had this thing wrapped and, you know, he 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 kind of pitched them this great idea that, you know, I'm going to be traveling the whole 50 states for this long. And, you know, it's going to be seen all the time. It's going to be in videos all over. People are going to be taking pictures of this unique wrap. It was like a custom graphic design they did. And so he was able to make a good amount of money, cover the cost of the bus and uh, have this sponsorship um, with this brand, so could be a could be a good idea for you to reach out to a couple different people and say, hey, you know, would you like to um, would you like to sponsor a rap for this thing? It'll be in this many videos. It'll be or yeah, however many. It'll be in a ton of videos. It'll be in all these Instagram posts. People will be seeing it all over the internet. Or if they if they're small, what you could do is you could get a bunch of different brands to kind of like pay for a wrap and they get their brand name on this thing along with other ones and then it's something like that 
Uh, that's something that Josh and I thought about because Josh wanted to buy a bus and he wanted to get it. He, he was looking for a long time uh, for a bus and when he, he was about to buy it, but he didn't. But he was reaching out to different brands and stuff and he, he was looking to get like a very, like he was looking to make a good amount of money from a rat because of like the potential uh, vir- viral videos that came out of whatever he was doing. So that's the biggest thing I think you could do is get a rat for it for at least, you know, three months six months whatever you can take it down if you want after but um it's a lot of great promotion especially if it's in videos so honestly that would be so sick that's such a good idea good idea um yeah yeah no no no. it is Uh, imagine if i could get like a brand like like uh like it would be like a a red bull bus obviously it's probably not gonna be red bull that would be i tried red crazy it's hard i tried i thought i wanted to buy a bus too and i tried i literally reached out to them it's very hard but that doesn't yeah. it's not to say you can't get another one. His was Virgin Mobile, who, you know, you could maybe get T Mobile or, you know, whatever whatever. It doesn't like have a, to be Red Bull. But like, yeah, I know what you mean. What if I did like an airline, right? And then I did like they they hooked me up with something they give their flight attendants where they just fly around for free. Right? What if they gave me like an exclusive black card for their airline or whatever for a given amount of time or however long, right? How cool would that be? And then I just and then I preface into more international traveling, and all I got to do is pay for hotels and not flights. All I got to do is cover taxes. What if that, dude? Could you imagine? It's possible. I, I mean, my I have friends who've done a whole lot with a lot less followers, and uh, <laughs> it's crazy what you can do if you have a good pitch. That's why it's so important to like build yourself within a niche, but also start to become more business savvy and like listen to things like this, you know, your podcast where you can get this advice and like pitching these brands, like a brand's never going to reach out to you to ask if, Hey, can we wrap your bus for like the amount of money that you want? But if you pitch a brand like this great idea, you know, you could make a lot of money and you could, you could do, um, you know, big thing. It doesn't have to be for a bus wrap for anyone listening. It can be whatever, you know, pitching a lot of my big creator friends, they pitch these big brands an idea. And it's not like, Hey, you're not writing an email like, Hey, um, Red Bull, um, I'd like you to sponsor me. I have this many subscribers. Um, and I want $10,000. It's, it's you going to Red Bull and being like, Hey, I have this great idea and uh, here's what we want to do. Here's what we project that it will be uh, seen by. Here's what we plan to do for you. We're going to give you, you know, we're going to allow you to license the footage as well as part of the contract. We're going to allow you to use this photo for all your social media. We'll even make you an Instagram video. We'll make you a Facebook video. We'll boost this post on Facebook. So hopefully it goes even more viral. Like all these things that you can do for the brand. It's a lot of times people have the uh, mentality when they're reaching out to brands it's like what can you give me what can i take but the best way to do is to pitch them some kind of value and uh you know from there you can you can do a whole lot dude imagine if i pitched that to vans and they were like yeah sure also here's a bunch of shoes that'd be cool (laughs) you could you could you could it's possible because i was thinking a lot you can do i would you just gotta ask yeah i would yeah i would settle for an rv if i had to but I just I think it would be really cool to watch the build process be undergone. Like for a U-Haul, that'd be sick. And oh yeah, for sure. Cool. But like, like what sounds? Yeah, cooler? people like I to watch a the U-Haul. build for sure. Yeah, like like yeah, exactly. So what'd be cooler? <laughs> I'm building it, uh, or I, I got an RV, or I built a U-Haul to be my to be my house, to be my tiny home on wheels, and then you know sell it, it or whatever be I'm gonna do. 
Yeah. And because uh, I haven't seen, I, I've seen buses, I've seen vans and stuff, and I would love to do that too. I wouldn't mind a van. I wouldn't mind, you know, at this point, I would do whatever I needed to do. If it had to be a horse trailer, whatever, uh, that's a lot of gas. But either way, I guess it's going to be a lot of gas. Um, I just want to do it. I feel it like, because I mean, what's the worst thing that happens? You start running out of money, and then you find a cool town that you really like in Oregon, and then just start doing client work. Cool. And then you get back on the road. So it's like, for me, I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to live like this, but like I think that I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that people follow and they reach out to because, you know, they're like, how the hell did you do this? I want to be that guy. Yeah. Right. That's 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 part of niching yeah. down is you're that guy. So like you and Josh are that that guy that are those guys that explore abandoned areas. I want to be that guy that, you know, traveled, traveled the world, then bought a van and then traveled the United States and Canada and Alaska and everything else and then got a tiny home and then did all this stuff and worked from a tiny home so he had to pay a fraction of the cost you know i just i want to there's levels to it that i have and i just think it would be a super dope legacy to leave i think it would just yeah so i wanted to talk to you about that um thank you by the way for all the everything yeah no problem i think it's a great idea and uh with a couple couple pitch ideas to different brands you could uh you could make it Thank you so much. Anyways, after this, this has been a long podcast, actually the longest one I've ever done. Uh, I think <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up there. Um, if there's anything you want to pitch one more time, like for yourself, like hey, your your Instagram, your YouTube, plug your stuff, uh, and then we'll we'll get to wrapping this thing up. Yeah, I mean, you can just look me up wherever you'll. If you type in my name, Cody Buffington, or Exploring with Cody, you can find me on any of the platforms. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't really have anything to pitch. I'm just working on my marketing Perfect. agency. I don't. I don't sell anything <laughs> these days. All I do is uh, help clients. So, yeah. Amazing. Uh, I just I, like I said. I want to say thank you so much yet again. Uh, this has been such a value filled episode. There's been so much cool stuff we've talked about. There's this is going to help a lot of people I think uh, or you know a, a lot of people that listen to it obviously and so it, I also want to thank you the listener I want to say thank you so much I appreciate you supporting me I appreciate you supporting the podcast and I appreciate you tuning in and I will see you next or I guess I won't see you it's a podcast but I hope you guys turn in next week or tune in I'll see you next week have a great day and continue to create let me know follow me on all the socials not your average gi joe on instagram not your average joe on youtube uh you know just kind of search me up and if you do create something tag me in it let me know and like i said we'll see you next week bye see ya all right <laughs>